and welcome to Strong Words with the Ian Strong, the entertaining entertainment podcast. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and I'd like to thank you so much for joining me for part two, the conclusion of my discussion that I had with the rest of the Fab Three as we assembled and ranked all 23 movies in the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's right, Daunting Dave Sharp and Captain Awesome Dan Freed are back to pick up right where we left off in our discussion and incorporate all the movies from Phase 3 into our respective rankings as we break down every movie from Captain America Civil War through Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and the final movie of Phase 3, Spider-Man Far From Home, as we talk about the source material, what we liked or maybe even disliked about each movie, casting and writing choices, and more before we complete our lists, which you can see right now on the social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Ian Strong Words. And, as we mentioned in part one of this two-episode breakdown, which, if you haven't listened to yet, I highly suggest you do before continuing here, we are giving away a large-sized Thanos Funko Pop vinyl bobblehead figure, thanks to the very generous compliments of my best friend in the whole world, Captain Awesome Mr. Dan Freet, and you, that's right, you, right now, listening, could get your hands on this super dope figure by submitting your ranking list of all 23 movies to us by this Friday, October 14th, and be entered in the drawing to win this Strong Words giveaway. A Strong Words giveaway. I never thought I'd say that before. I'll also repeat that information at the end of the episode, but for now, let's conclude our discussion and ranking of the first three phases of the MCU right after I thank Rolling Acre Farms and their superior-tasting CBD and CBG products for making the rest of this episode commercial-free. Rolling Acre has been sharing with me some very amazing benefits of their product lately that I believe can help you like it's helped me with getting more quality sleep at night. Even if you're a medical or recreational marijuana user, you can still reap the same physical benefits of using Rolling Acre to treat your anxiety, glaucoma, IBS, gluten allergy, improve your sleep patterns, or your appetite by incorporating it into your regimen in times that you may not feel like getting high, or by using Rolling Acre to balance your high in times that you may have smoked a little too much, or if you have pets that deal with anxiety or restlessness, which pretty much all pets do, Rolling Acre makes two different flavors that they'll love right in their state-of-the-art lab on their pesticide-free farm in my hometown of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. If you're ready to live brighter and try it for yourself, I'm giving you access to $10 off your next order simply by using the promo code STRONGWORDS on your next purchase at rolling-acre.com. Just go to rolling-acre.com or at Rolling Acre on social media, shop their selection of 1,000 milligram full-spectrum tinctures, Put in the promo code STRONGWORDS at checkout and get $10 off your order right now. And after you've done that, let's listen to a little bit of music that I may have recycled for the first time in the history of the show, but I think it's appropriate here as we conclude our discussion of the MCU right here in Strong Words with Dean Strong. Enjoy.
Captain America Civil War, the first movie of Phase 3, which is the only movie I've seen in the theater three times. Of any other, you mean like in general any, or any the only MCU, Marvel? Any okay, MCU okay. movie. So you've seen other movies multiple because times. Because two of those times was in the same day. Because, Dan, you and I went to see it on a Saturday afternoon at like the, the early bird showing, and then I went later with Phil, Phil Daniker later that night. I saw it twice in the same day, and I was not disappointed. No. Because no, it's really, really good. <laughs> this this is one of my and and at this point, again going back to what I said about Winter Soldier, at this point in the MCU, it's my favorite movie. Okay. It's awesome. There are some some serious character flaws in this. Okay. Well, I want to start by talking about this movie by opening up a team cap versus team Tony debate. And I want to know what side you guys are on and why. Now before we get to that, let's give a little pre pretext here. We're talking about the, yeah, the, the Sokovia the, Accords. The Sokovia Accords, which the Sokovia Accords were drawn up by like 114 nations as a result of what happened at the end of Age of Ultron, where essentially the theme is, of it is the Avengers need to be held accountable and responsible for the collateral damage that takes place as a result of their actions trying to save the planet, especially when it comes to people. To me, this is the most fascinating part of the entire MCU because this is something that I always wondered about, but and it never gets mentioned in like any other comic book movie ever, is holding people responsible for the destruction that happens as a result of these amazingly, you know, destructive sequences that take place in these movies. And like th- this is like the first time I ever hear somebody in a comic book movie like acknowledge that. Right. What's well, super that, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, what's super awesome about Civil War is the comic book series was, well, that was started by Speedball blew up a school yeah, um, with kids, which was crazy, and but it was the same kind of effect. So, you know, you're trying to, they're trying to get all this accountability, even with people reading, like, this was a very interesting book, because you had people reading who agreed with both sides. Like there was a lot of discussion. I was working at the shop at the time. There was always there was tons of discussion around that point. It was a big deal. That like, oh well, I, I kind of believe that they're trying to do the right thing, and you're like, you know, f them going I, with cap. I kind of see both sides. Well, you can. That's the point, I think. Mm-hmm. But they really hit it home on it. So, the two sides that we're talking about here, which is Team Cap versus Team Tony, is Tony believes that there needs to be sanctions in place that prohibit the Avengers from being being able to go out willy-nilly and essentially Avenged. cause <laughs> so much death as a result of how many lives they're trying to save. Because in his mind, the whole point of the Avengers is for the world to be in a place where they no longer need the Avengers, which is why, like, at the end of Iron Man 3, he decided to completely shut down production on Iron Man suits because the whole point, and, and, and take the shrapnel out of his heart and all that stuff, because the point of the Avengers is to no longer have to need them, whereas Cap also makes a really good point that if you start putting sanctions on us and which governing bodies start telling us who we're allowed to save, when we're allowed to save them, then that completely destroys the purpose of us being a team because we are... The purpose of this team being together is to save the then planet. Then we're just a global army yeah. doing bidding of powerful nations. I yeah. see. Damn the man. Up the empire. <laughs> Captain America <laughs> team rules. Team cap all the way, <laughs> All baby. the way, man. 
I mean, see, because it makes it uh, because on now in a comic they, where they really, really stressed, they wanted everyone also to register, and I did, which mm-hmm. they do, and they're like, mm-hmm. you need to go in, give your name, who you are, where you live. It's the vaccination fight, it, it, but to don't but go to, there. But to a no. level, but to a level like unfair, like you know, like <laughs> to where it's like <laughs> it, it's just it's too much. The, the reason why it works better in a comic is because, as Dan said, the new warriors. A young, very young team comes along and screws up really badly while filming it like an inside. They're like having it's like live action TV, and they film this thing and they're, burn yeah, like a hospital Facebook down. Yeah, like it's, it basically. it's terrible. I mean, it's this awful. Scene. Well, and Natasha but, brings that up during the discussion. She's like, "We've made some very public mistakes." But they, but my thing is like, but I don't think they have enough. Like in other words, like the thing they did, they were responding to these horrible scenarios mm-hmm. the best they could. That Tony. It but Tony's, Tony's fault. It's Tony's fault, right? So because the, because of him creating Ultron. That's where like you but Tony doesn't create. See, but this is where I think Tony, this is where I'm Team Cap. Tony doesn't create Thor. It's it's intention versus execution. I, I'm just saying, like, but Tony doesn't create some of these characters that come out of nowhere. Like you know, he does in some of the comics. Does he do his armor? I think I mentioned the Spider Man thing. His armor wars ends up. He ends up like they steal his armor, and there's all kinds of bad guys because of Tony. So like, I get it, but like. I love this movie, okay? But mm-hmm. so understand that what Tony says earlier, what Tony to, to, to quote him is like, "We're killing children," right? And that kind of, well, that's because mothers were coming up to him with pictures of their dead kids. And then he goes and enlists Peter Parker, who's a kid. So you're like, hold on, this is you. You don't want to involve kids, but you're not going to go get a kid involved, like one who's really de- who's could who could die or could like really be, you know. I have real problems with Tony Stark in this movie. It's okay. I have ranked it very high at number eight, which is still very high, in my opinion. But because because Ant Man's incredible, the, the airplane sequence, the airport sequence should get everything. If, if, if you're a comic book fan, it's everything you've ever dreamed of, mm-hmm. and and it's everything like you. Your friends are like the Muggle friends, not you, but the real Muggle friends are like. Why they got to fight each other? It's like, then you don't understand at right. all. You know? And it's also interesting to see the dynamic of like who choose, like not choosing to, to to side with Tony and not with Cap. Like, who saw that coming? It even, but, well, you, but uh, it even shows that Spider Man's like, wow, hi, Cap. Like, he like, totally loves Cap. Well, that's so interesting it, it, because we can't forget we mentioned it, but this is the introduction to Peter Parker sure. in the Spider Man in the first MCU. time you see Spider Man. I mean, to, to me. Spider-Man is my, and I said this when we did the Spider-Man it's your favorite. Thing. It's yeah. my favorite. So he finally gets to be a part of the MCU and finally gets to be a part of the day. And his introduction is so awesome. And his 20 minutes, what is probably better than all five Spider-Man movies. Yeah. In my, I mean, you know, in my opinion. Sure, no. <laughs> and, and even like the dynamic with him and Tony is great. The dynamic with him and this Cap is, is great. He's the, when he's fighting uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier together, that's all great. Even Ant Man in that sequence is great. You get the, the super huge Ant Man, and then you get him fighting, and then you all, like, even here's your shield, Captain America. And, and, and unless you forget, man, War Machine almost <laughs> dies. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a serious event. Like, Tony's like, no, oh, they're sobbing over it paralyzed him. Yeah, it paralyzed him. It paralyzed him. He gets really hurt. Yeah. So it's then, there are consequences. To and, sure. And we and haven't even mentioned yet the fact that we find out that. Tony's parents were <laughs> killed by Bucky. Oh yeah, that adds. I, the, the, I, I wasn't even going to go there. So I was going to say you have that awesome sequence that introduces Black Panther. Yeah. Oh sure. Which yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much in this movie, and lot. it's all awesome. It's awesome. It, which it, for me is why it ranks number three. Okay. 
And for me, I have her at number six. Okay. Like, literally, I love this movie should, so should much. should be single digit, for sure. I, I love this movie so much, you can see my note card is both sides Yeah, of yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's two-sided it's a, to be fair, if you watch if you watch it again with some other context, there is a bunch of messes to it, but it's still so enjoyable. It's very entertaining. The, the, only, the only real, like, real, I don't even want to call this criticism, but, like, there, there's this, a is, this, this isn't a Captain America movie to me. That's part of the criticism, right? Because yeah. like they they weren't what, even sure what to make. Like, well, we need to make number three, but it should, it's almost an Avengers It should have just been called Avengers uh, Civil War. Yeah, yeah I think I the agree. only reason that they didn't is because it doesn't include Thor and Hulk in it. Right, because they're... Because they, they they're went on, to Asgard. Right, yeah, they're over... Well, no, they're no, on the Hulk fight left. planet. Yeah. Gladiator Hulk, planet. Hulk jumped in the... Uh, after Age of Ultron. Took so I'm out of here. Yeah. I can't control myself. I must leave. <laughs> no, another another stuff I want to mention here is uh, Daniel Brühl as uh, Zemo. I, I loved him. I, I remember watching him in Inglorious Bastards, and still, still, still excellent. Still, still an awesome dick. Yeah. This movie really starts to give me the sense that Wanda is the strongest Avenger. She can be. Yeah, I mean, of the she, Thor, she, you know, mm-hmm. other than like, but as far as sheer power. Yeah, I mean, if you watch well, in the, the right situation, stuff, though, she could she could put Thor, she put in Thor his out. Play. Yeah, yeah, knock him. But so it's and like versus Superman. It's like it's just magic. It's magic. <laughs> and, and I kind of and I kind of feel like they did crossbones dirty in this movie because it didn't take them very long for us to realize who he was before he killed him. Fair, I, I, at least. But but at least we got him. We got we got the crossbones. We got the, we saw his you know and and he dies not nobly but like right. kind of no like if you're Viking like he like he still, he dies doing his what he's supposed to do you know he, well and and it's his death that really sparks this conversation so his, because his because really Wanda important. encapsulates his blast and, and redirects it to where a lot spot. of people die right the thing is crossbones like. Batrock the Leaper is these are minor characters, yeah, and so they're like one issue characters. They're not like they're not like so they're fair. I don't mind that happening. Well, actually, yeah. at that point is whenever I was like, oh, they're not going to do the death of Cap because in the comics, uh, Crossbones, Crossbones is the one who shoots, deals him, yeah, finishes right, the right, job yeah. right through the heart. Yeah, the dynamics between the characters are great. The new characters that are introduced are great. The debate is great, and that's why it falls so high for me is because there's so much. That you can rediscover as you rewatch it, that make it so much more enjoyable to me than most of the other movies. Not that they're not as good; it's just that I would want to watch that remo- that movie so many more times because I, I I pick up something new every time I see it. So let's get into Doctor Strange, which came out in 2016. Dave, I'll start with you. How familiar were you with Doctor Strange prior to the release of this movie? Because for me. I honestly don't remember much, if anything, about him prior a, to watching it. So like during the Hulk years, uh, the, the, the Lou Frigna show, mm-hmm. there is like a, an old Doctor Strange movie out there. It's really bad. Don't go Don't go find it. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's terrible. Dolph Lundgren Punisher bad? Yeah, it's that kind of bad, <laughs> if, if not worse. But he's really- Which, by the way, I have to mention, Phil Daneker, who, who helped me out with the second anniversary I show, still have it. He wanted me to specifically call you out that you still owe us a screen. I, have watched, we, I think we watched it one morning while playing Magic. We definitely I have, watched I have it. on videotape. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's yeah, terrible. You, he- he wanted me to tell you that you owe us a VHS. Okay, screening. I have to. All right, fair. That's fair. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> let's let's get into Doctor Strange, which I, to me, I was really familiar. Like, this is one of the characters really enjoyed. He's totally crazy. It's completely different than anything else. Um, the movie represents that. Like, the, the well, last, it's almost like an Inception within the MCU. Right. I literally and, wrote that down. It's Inception on steroids, and and yeah, and awesome. no one has to die in this one. Like, you know, Doc Doc finishes stuff out without without violence. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 stuff. So it's really cool. 
I love this movie. Yeah, it's great. See, this is one of those movies, like, to me, again, with the casting, I know a lot of people love Benedict Cumberbatch, and I've never really been a fan. That doesn't mean that I don't think he's great as Dr. Stephen Strange in this. It's just one of the things that slightly makes me pull away from it because I'm not as big a fan of him. Yeah. He's, well, and that's we interesting, like, yeah. he is one of my favorite actors. He's been in so many films that I like. Yeah, I love this film, so I'm going to keep saying that. Because I think I've seen it. I was talking, telling you before the podcast, I might have seen Doctor Strange, no lie, 25 times. Wow. I would say I've seen it 25 times. I put it on all the time. And I've also, like, again, I always, in, in, in our conversations, I always bring up that stack of comic books my brother gave me. For me, like, Doctor Strange was one of my favorite books. There was this what if with Doctor Strange. And at the end, it was this cool spread with Mephisto, which is like basically the Marvel's devil. Right. In the underworld and Doctor... I mean, it's just visual. I will always remember this page. All the colors you would see in these Doctor Strange books were so trippy and psychedelic and just cool. When I saw the movie, it just reminded... I mean, it's done very, very well. It is. The biggest... I think the biggest thing that people uh, were complaining about was the casting of Ancient One. And I honestly don't really care. It's weird, but it's okay. I don't know what people are expecting. I know, I know, we want it like a like panel for panel version of sometimes of what we you know what they what we have, but like it's you're not going to get that. Some of the stuff has to be a little different, and so the ancient one was definitely one of those. But Wong is really good. Uh, they set up Mordo. They do. Baron, yeah, Baron. It's it's a really good. What I really see what about. Interesting and about Dormammu. The, I mean, and Dormammu, yeah, Dormammu. What's interesting about Marvel and DC is that DC is like you know Metropolis and Gotham and all that. Like, you know, and we're supposed to idea like Metropolis. I guess is New York and Gotham is supposed to be like New Jersey or Jersey City or something. Whatever that doesn't work because Gotham is or Pittsburgh depending or on what movie you're watching. On, right, depending, right, depending, right. So, but Marvel Universe is like Spidey's in Manhattan, Daredevil's down the street in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So is Doctor Strange. He's right there in the village, right down in the village. And there's this thing, and he's got this cool little window. And they did all that. And so this movie really reflects that. He lives in New York. He He's one of the New York protectors. It shows, like, how smart he is, because that really matters later. Well, and, and before... and. Him being as pretentious as he was is very, very close to Absolutely. The I mean, that's part of his problem is one of these Doctor Strange, you know, he's like he was an amazing doctor and so full of himself, right? So that when his downfall happens, he has to climb out of this shell mm-hmm. that he's you know, this arrogant dude that he is. But he still doesn't make you not arrogant anymore. He just realizes how he was terrible before. So now he's a better I, I like it. It's a good it's a good movie. You know, it's a good version I, of I love character. how beautiful the movie is visually. It is. Again, talking like a, a like it's an inception movie on steroids. Where it falls down the list for me, despite my personal feelings about Benedict Cumberbatch, was this movie came out just a couple of months after Civil War. And I'm so riding the high from Civil War that really what took me out of the movie was I just I didn't want another origin story about a character I knew very little about. It's fair. He's and, always been one of my favorites, so it makes but, sense. But having said that, it is a much better movie upon rewatching it. It is. Because because you get over I got over all that and enjoyed it for what it was supposed to be. That's fair. Yeah. And yeah. and so because of that, I, I have it at seventeen, which is still on kind of the low side, but going into this, it might have been in the bottom three before I gave it a rewatch and really appreciated it for what it is. Okay. I have it 11. Okay. 
It also starts, sets up, like, he sets up, like, he, he defeats Dormammu at the end, like, with a time kind of a flip, like, he time mm-hmm. kind of sequencing, so that, which kind of sets the tone for, like, look, we can play around with time in this mm-hmm. world, you know, so I like that. Well, and as we get a little bit more deeper into the MCU and the characters and how they all interact and stuff, I'm really looking forward to the next Doctor Strange movie, which is supposed to introduce the multiverse. Right. right. Well, the other thing that's super cool about the introduction to Doctor Strange is, okay, so in Age of Ultron, you get the Scarlet Witch, and she's a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. And you were like, really, for if you wouldn't know any better and you just see her power level, you would be like, who in the world is going to be able to stop her? There needs to be other magic Maybe, to combat yeah, at magic. Least, at least other versions. Of, so yeah, yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange is that. Because, like, she took out Vision easily. Snap. Well, in the comic book, she's well, not the reason. Snap. Right. No, that's a different <laughs> thing. That's a completely different thing. You're right. Well, it's funny because in the comics, she is strong enough where she literally took, she, she said, no more mutants. When Clint died, she was with mm-hmm. Clint at the time. He got killed, well, and, and it, she got went crazy, kind of like she would have. And her children, kind of like too. she right, and her children. And she's like, "No more mutants," and they're all gone except for like five, except like Wolverine and like four others. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. Cyclops, Wolverine, like the that, like the main that you would think of. That's one of the crazy what ifs that we could have a whole. Ten podcasts. But what's about interesting, like, is whether how we how we could have incorporated the X Men into this world if we were allowed to have them. They, I think, like, it was almost. It like would have been Wolverine. Oh, of course. Yeah, and I think they could have done. Like, I think they might. She might be the Nexus that does it still because it was such a big deal for us for her to have her do that. And if Solidify one is a mutant, it, but uh, two is you know like but yeah because I always it, thought it, that from the comic where she's like no more mutants, I always thought it'd be an awesome twist for these movies if she was like bring them in. She was like create the mutants. Well, and instead. we're and we're not going to get into Phase Four stuff right now, but at the end of Wandavision, you can kind of see her maybe playing around oh, with no, multiverse sure. stuff, and oh, it almost sure. makes me think that they're going inter- to use her to introduce if, Dark Mutants. If you watched all that stuff, it, same thing that the same rumble is heard at the end of Captain America. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like you hear this or when when it's Soldier Falcon, you hear that the the time variance something happens. Yeah. Same thing in Loki, like you, there it is, and so that's Wanda. She breaks out. She breaks everything. So, so Dan, where did you, you have Doctor Strange in your list? Uh, I have it in ten. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're a little over the all over the place on that one. Well, I'm which, eleven, which is, which is yeah, fine. Me and Dave are ten. We're close. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 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 the odd man out. <laughs> so let's get into 2017, where we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Which, right off the bat. One of my favorite opening se- Well, it might be my favorite opening sequence in the Marvel movies. You're, you're talking about the scene in which Baby Groot is dancing while with they're the fight going on is in the background? And, and, Drax and again, and again uh, <laughs> next to or the original Guardians, this soundtrack second to none. It's so good. Yeah. They're and, so good. And you bring in the amazing Kurt Russell, who's having like a career renaissance at this point. He rules. And awesome to note, uh, I know we didn't really get into it a whole lot, but Marvel had done up to this point some really cool stuff with like de-aging technology, like doing it with Robert Downey Jr. And they did it with Hank Pym Mm -hmm. and Ant-Man. But interesting to note, so the, the actual opening scene, we get to see Kurt Russell very young meeting Peter Quill's mom, and then we get the fight scene with Baby Groot dancing in front. Right. But... That wasn't de-aging technology. That was just Kurt Russell with an amazing makeup job, 
which I thought made it even cooler that they didn't have to use the de-aging technology, yet he looked so awesome. Yeah, he can make himself look pretty young, but can he? Yeah. That's <laughs> a good-looking dude, man. <laughs> but to me, I, I, I'm probably, I'm going to guess I'm in the minority here in this table by saying that I don't like this movie as much. No, you're not, I, I'm with you on this one. Okay. Well, I don't. I guess. I guess I can't because it'd be number. It, it'd be number one for you otherwise because you put the first Guardians at number one. No, this is uh, like I said. I, I brought it before, where this movie fails just a little bit. It's a little campy with the uh, with some of the love story and stuff. And I got to be honest. Like I know all these characters super well. Ego's not my favorite bad guy. Right. The the ego heel turn kind of took me out of the movie. It's a trope. It's another trope. Yeah, it is, is a, another trope. It's setting up for but I like your but father. what yeah. you get <laughs> but what you get is I'm your daddy boy and one of the best <laughs> endings of any comic book movie you'll ever get when they send Yondu off. Yeah, it is That's insanely. I, I literally put. I cro- I mean, like I started tearing up. Yeah. whenever you know, because he gets the he gets the send off. He does. I wrote it down right here. Yondu's arc was the most well done of any ancillary character in the MCU because sure. you cared I'm about Mary his Poppins, death. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Because <laughs> you cared about is his Mary death. Mary Poppins cool? Yeah, man. Mary Be- Poppins because is because cool. going going into that movie, there really isn't a whole lot of reason to care about Yondu, but they made it so that you actually cared about his death. Uh, you almost he's well, a jerk. They, and they really the have movie, such right? a great chemistry. With him and Rocket in that movie, yeah, because yeah. they're the same kind. And, of And again, for us old heads, like you get the you get the bigger Mohawk too, which is it's just he looks cool with the you know it looks. It's cool. metaphorical. <laughs> it's all like it's a big Mohawk. <laughs> and I, I want a quick note too, like Drax. Understand is an important character to a lot of other people too. I know I have a lot of a lot of friends that have that know people with autism, etc. And Drax is often played out like that in a really, really good way. Is is Drax? This is a genuine question from somebody who doesn't know that much about him from the source material. But in this movie, and I remember alluding to it earlier, it seemed like he was more of a comic relief character than he was a badass. And I kind of wish I saw more badass Drax than I did comic relief Drax. Is that how he's portrayed in the books? This version, I think, not as okay. No, not as much as more. More so. He's more number original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, he's not quite as campy. That being said, I mean he did jump into the mouth of the beast in the fight he scene. He did, <laughs> and then, went like. Argh. I think it's supposed to be like. I think <laughs> think we're reading it like as two like. He's not intentionally funny. Right. He says stuff and it ends up being so funny because of what's going well, that, on. That's part of that's part of James Gunn's and I think, brilliance. I think in number two it doesn't play off as well as it does in number one. Right. I, I put that to me it doesn't recapture the magic of the first movie, right. but it's still very the first enjoyable. one he, like you're just like he's just like you a get real, this super cute Groot in this yeah, one. He's I mean a, he's, that's what it's and a, it's taser all, face. I was just gonna say and the don't forget <laughs> <laughs> what strikes fear in the hearts Teaser face. of my- <laughs> Amazing. All right. That, that's one of the funniest parts of any movie in the MCU to me is when yeah. Rocket is laughing at the expense of Taser face. Well, not to mention you get like you get an idea in the first movie of of how badass Rocket can be, mm-hmm. but you get him oh, in the getting- forest. Yeah. Whenever they are coming to get him, and he is just having fun with them in the forest, the, that is like rocket rack. Also, the locales are so good. Like this really gets into like you know, they're inside the body of the celestial, oh. and like you know and all that. Uh, just so everything, there's just really good. You know, um, it's really great. I have it at number eight. I also have it at number eight. 
I have it lower 14 because I think okay. it, I think it suffers from some of the things that we said. It's still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's still a great movie, so it's not. It gets me excited because they try to introduce in the cutscene Adam Warlock too. Oh, they just call mm-hmm. him Adam, but it's they, Adam. Yeah, Warlock. he's there. He's fucking there. And he's doing there. Anything. I guess Phase Seven. We'll see. <laughs> Whatever. So. He's so good. <laughs> so the next movie that we get in the MCU is actually the first time that we get a standalone Spider-Man movie in the MCU, which is Spider-Man Homecoming. And for time purposes, we're going to very quickly skim over this because we've already said everything that we could say about this movie when we ranked them as part of the Spider-Man podcast. If you haven't checked that out, why have you not? But I will say this, Michael freaking Keaton. It bears repeating how good he is. It is. He's so good. And and you get the great line from Stark, mm -hmm. if you're nothing without this suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do nothing. Just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> just stay around. Just hang out in New York. Yeah. But to me, as far as the ranking goes for this movie, it's probably higher than your guys's. But that's because I my, because of my love for Spider-Man so much, and I put it at number seven. I have it at twelve. Twelve is the good answer. <laughs> 12, yeah, twelve um, it is. I have it at twelve. Um, yeah, me too. And uh, I think I'd mentioned earlier, like I have that right next to Avengers. Mm-hmm. Depending on the day, I probably will watch Avengers. Yeah, some days more, and it depends if I'm in a Spider-Man mood because I yeah. love Spidey. Right, there you go. So I, I have real... it. I have it sandwiched between Iron Man One and Guardians Two. So, yeah. So like on any given day. So again, a really good, solid movie mm-hmm. and nice standalone movie for Peter, for Peter, and and for sexy Aunt May and sexy Aunt May. I'll never get over that even though I love Marissa Tomei. All right, so let's move on. And now we get Thor Ragnarok, which is the first movie I've ever seen in the theater by myself. First one ever. Okay. It's not the last, because I saw three from hell by myself. I've been to so <laughs> many movies by myself, which I guess is kind of sad. <laughs> it depends. It depends. <laughs> I remember Phil getting mad at me for going by myself, and he's the reason I went by myself. <laughs> well, that's Phil. Because, we'll talk about Phil other be, days. Be, because... Our plan was to go see it the night that it opened, and he decided he wanted to wait a day, and I didn't. <laughs> but coming off the dark world, I had super low expectations for this movie. But damn it, it's so good. It's so good. It, like, to me, it's my favorite Thor movie. It's my favorite that, movie. That should be. The, it's definitely the best Thor movie. And, and it really doesn't have much to do with, like, the inclusion into the MCU. It's just, like, it's almost like they took all of the elements of the movies that people started to love that shouldn't be loved as much like Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy and incorporated those into this movie to make it a better movie. Well, uh, what's his, I'm trying, I can never pronounce. Jeff Goldblum? No, I can never, yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) I can never pronounce the director's name, but the director, he's done so much stuff, he's really good. Yeah. Um, So I came in with high expectations. This movie's. I mean, mean, you get get that trailer with that amazing Led Zeppelin song. I know Dave has some mixed opinions because he he doesn't (laughs) love the way the MCU did Thor, and I get that. Coming from his vantage point. Now, me, I figured they would Hollywood him up so he wasn't quite as much there. For me, this is... Well, uh, it's my fifth. It's number five for me. I love this movie. I didn't Um, like that they cut his hair. Part of the reason was... and Dave Is that that a thing? Should Should I be upset by that? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't and that's, they did it. If, 
I was more upset. Hold on. I was more See, upset about. He's sad about him, cr- cr- like acting like a Dan's little. Dan's right. Here's baby. the problem. So there's a couple times in this. This is why I, 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 lo- I love this movie. Like me and Dan, we can go back and we love Planet Hulk, which is so. That's this what is, I was going to bring this, up. This is two different movies in one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting basically two movies. Or two stories at least. And so I one I appreciate that because Planet Hulk by itself, people we would have loved it, but I don't know if it would have played it as well as like a it one, wouldn't one have. shot. You know? A full a full and on it, Hulk gladiator really, movie. The other not one is really more I I would much rather Hulk have gotten there by different ways. It's okay. In the comic books, there's so much better why he leaves Earth. I think we okay. talked about that before. Right. Because they, they because they can't handle him. Mm-hmm. So Stark and Strange and other Illuminati that haven't appeared yet. Shoot him off into space because we're like we don't we don't want the Hulk here. He just smashes stuff. Okay, <laughs> at that point, Banner's totally out of control. Yeah, and so so anyway, so but so I, I appreciate at least I appreciate his off world and that's how they that's how he gets there. So problems I have is that you do not take your main character should not be the butt of the joke. Yeah, in on the joke is cool. Being the butt of the joke, I have a problem with. It's funny. It works. And that if I had any criticism about this movie, that is the one scene that. I get where you're coming from. Like otherwise, could, otherwise, it's filled with some amazing one-liners. Like it's oh, a friend the, from work, you know, <laughs> like all these. Great I, wanna, yeah, I, I know him. I don't want to crap on it too. And long it's Jeff Goldblum, exactly. I don't want to crap on it. Too and, and Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie. It's too. just that you know, Tessa again, Thompson. Yeah. Sure. So the hair thing, like he should have come out there, like like you bastards. Like he should have been pissed, not like ah. I was he more. Been pissed, I was more you know? mad that they cut Thor's hair than when Metallica cut their hair. I, it's 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 a point of content, a point of contention. So another one is this is where we start to get a little woke in in the universe. Um, Valkyrie is one of my favorite characters in the comic of all time. Okay, okay, she's a Valkyrie, and I realize we've now taken these gods and turned them into aliens, so we can have different races and stuff. No problem with that. Actually, I love Heimdall, the Guardian of the Rainbow, as a big black dude. Awesome. I just Elba is awesome. It worked yeah, out yeah, so Idris well. So, so like, it's that in itself is not a problem. <laughs> Valkyrie is supposed to be, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm gonna. This is my feelings. Valkyrie is supposed to be Val Mayrick. She's a white chick, and bl- she's a blonde with braids. She's everything a Norse woman would be. Brunhilda. Brun, and she's supposed to be on a white horse. Brunhilda was black in Django. <laughs> she was right. That's a good point, right? I didn't say Brunhilda. 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 So, 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 but then that that said. They got me to not mind it so much. She's still a cool character, but it's not Valkyrie. You know, it's a not, lot of it's a lot of people say. I, I've heard people say the same thing about Tulip and Preacher. I didn't mind that as but, much though. But that's I, like I a, did. I didn't either. But they were like, "That's not my Tulip." And, but, but the problem was that you're talking about like now, like a, a like a, a comic that like ten, a hundred thousand people read, as opposed to we all know Thor. Uh, maybe maybe yeah. it's the same amount. You know, it might be a similar amount. I'm just saying, I have a love affair with Valkyrie from the comic, and so. Seeing her that way bummed me out. I have a love affair with Tessa Thompson. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that said. She does full frontal in Westworld. Hulk versus Thor? Where else are you going to get Hulk? For? You, right. You can't. And, when, and when, when Thor finds out it's Hulk, he's like, oh, my buddy. It's and my friend from work. One of the best reactions in all the movies. And, yeah. you're like, <laughs> and then Hulk still beats the living mm-hmm. piss out of him. You know, sort as he of. Be- because well, of. Well, I know. He will. Be- <sighs> I know because of the delightful Jeff Goldblum. Right, the, you're right. There's kind of like the. I still think again, you get this situation where like who's stronger and who's. But Thor gets a weapon. Hulk doesn't have. I mean, I know sure. He doesn't. And Gladiator does. Well, and, and a very important thing to note here is that Hela, played by Kate Blanchett, destroys Mjolnir. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. But it's okay. It's fine. Well, that's because they're trying to in the art stormbreaker, right? And right. what they're well, trying to and, do, I get and, it. And it's just such a bummer, man. But I mean, that's okay. But Mjolnir gets destroyed a bunch of times in the comics in its history. I guess so. So, yeah, so sometimes. like, so like, it was shocking for me to see it, but it instantly gives her credibility. Which oh no, I liked. it does. Oh, for sure, and, and it's fine. But yeah, she does it. You're like, so, oh. Because you know why she's like this? She's like, boop, and it just, yeah. she's like cracks it. It just explodes in her hand. Yeah, cause, like, I mean, because because ultimately, like one of the things that took me out of the movie was I didn't really give a shit about her motives, right? But she was a credible threat, so I took her seriously. It's just the fact that like Cap can move it a bunch, like a, a smidge at this mm-hmm. point, and Vision can just straight up pick it up. Which we forgot to mention we, that we that, that scene that, in Age of Ultron, wonderful, wonderful sequence, right? It, it, when everybody tries because, to pick it up, and then you see that little twink, yeah, right. in in Thor's eye. Poor choice of words. You see that little twinkle in in Thor's eye when it it moved just that tiniest bit for Cap. And and I think the what's interesting too is that that's what makes just the way we go back is that that's what makes them follow Vision. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we don't follow and the stupid Vision, robot. And Vision, got and Vision to hold picks it. it up. They're like, oh, if he can pick it up. He's worthy of following. Yeah. I guess we'll follow Vision now because mm-hmm. if he can pick the hammer up, we can trust him, you know, so. Yeah. For me, like I said, the things that kind of took me out of the movie was, I, I. this is another movie that I thought was a little bit too long. The, the one thing I wanted to add was that this looks like Walt Simonson drawings. This, like, when you get to where the um, where Jeff Goldblum is, this is what it looks like. They're like, it looks like drawings from, like, from, like, 1970. And it so does really some of us old it. schools were like, oh my gosh, they finally did it. You know, so it's just wonderful Jack Kirby drawings that finally you see in life. And so, because some of those character designs and, and costume designs are crazy, you know, they're, but they look, they look alien. They actually look mm-hmm. totally alien. And so I love that. I love that part. And Jeff Goldblum is always fun. So yeah. even if he's just playing Jeff Goldblum. So, so where, <laughs> where's this on your list, Dave? This is, um, I have it relatively high. Number nine. I have it at number 10. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a great movie. Where do you have it, Dan? Probably it's a little higher. Five. Yeah. Okay. That, that tracks. All right. <laughs> so so overall, it's it's a, it's a in the top 10 for all of us. Well, almost. No, it's nine. Yeah, yeah. Nine. Yeah, it's top, top 10, 10. For all. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to Black Panther, which came out in 2018, which we already got to be introduced to the character thanks to Captain America Civil yeah. War, and this is kind of a little bit of a follow-up to that. I really like this movie. But I don't like it as much as like everybody else seems to. You know what I mean? Like I appreciate and respect like the the cultural significance of it and how they try to tackle things like race and prejudice and stuff like that while also doing it in the MCU and in this world. I think Wakanda is beautifully designed mm-hmm. and and visually very stunning. And there is a lot to like about this movie, but for me, I kind of feel like and Dave, you and I were talking about this before we went on the air, that if this movie wasn't part of the MCU, I'd think higher of it. You know what I mean? Because there's not a lot about this movie that actually progresses the story of the MCU beyond providing depth and character to the people that we already just got introduced to in a previous movie. Do you agree? But, well, more than that, because yes and no. I I agree with your, your, your premise, but this sets up so if Guardians and I guess Captain Marvel, Guardians sets up what space looks like to the next to the, to the coming Thanos battle. This sets up Earth and where the battle is going to happen. That's really important. It sets up putting Bucky in a spot where he needs to be until they need him for you know like you because know, Bucky 
he's got problems. I mean, he's killed a bunch of people. They need to like put him away. Like he needs to be like in jail. So having him in Wakanda is really smart. I like that. So I see what you're saying, but they, they solve a lot of problems in this one, like with things like that, because they can treat him there and, and, and heal him, hopefully. And mm-hmm. he can actually be some kind of functioning member of the Avengers or something. I love, I, I love the same thing with like Cap and Winter Soldier or Winter Soldier, I'm sorry, Winter Soldier and Falcon. There's these conversations that need to happen these days, right? And everyone keeps having them very heavy handedly. And so this one is not. It's just, it's a really nice, it's a really wonderful movie about here's another, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word race, but here's it's culture. A, here's another, thank you. Here's another culture, totally different than any that we're familiar with. And let's, let's highlight it for a minute. I love that. And I hope they can do the same thing for Namor and, and like, it's, it reminds you know, like in, when they get to like Atlantis and things like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, this is amazing. So much so that, I mean, Aquaman feels like a ripoff of Black Panther because here's the city isn't amazing and here's our technology isn't amazing and here's our wonderful government isn't amazing. So like the, clearly like this sets, a, this sets a standard for certain movies and just giving them, I, I don't know, a, a, a Brosman, a, a Patrick Brosman? Chad, Chadwick, 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 Chadwick Boseman is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's just so good. He, he's wonderful. I, I also noted that Denai Guerrero from uh, The Walking Dead is fantastic in this. And even better, what's even better than a better villain? Killmonger's almost better. I literally wrote down, to me, Killmonger is the real star of this he's movie. He's amazing. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He, he is wa- awesome. As, as often as you see Black Panther, you're like, where's Killmonger? And, I want to see where he is. Where and, is he? and Killmonger is one of those rare times, at least at this point in the MCU, in which you can empathize with his so motive. Th- that's what I mean by the before. Like, they're having a discussion. They're having a social discussion here on, in this movie about culture and race and how we deal with each other and all this kind of stuff. So I like that without it being heavy-handed, without it feel like, message, you know. Mm-hmm. So... I can get through uh, this movie pretty quick. I think it's an excellent movie. Again, touching on all these different, really relevant subjects and everything. The movie itself is way better than some of the movies I have uh, closer to the top. You know, sure. to, to you know the number one spot, but the number one a, spot. The reason for that strictly comes from my love of comic books. I'm just not a Black Panther fan. Sure, as far as the character goes. The movie's insanely good. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. And Killmonger's awesome. But again, like for me, just not... He's not my favorite character. So uh, it's... I mean, I think it's... Have you seen... I think it's um, Shaw and Hobbs. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I have it they, here They 11. rip off half this movie like with... with like the they cycle, really the, do rip off right like the motorcycle Hobbs stuff and there's a lot of stuff this feels like Black Panther for a minute but yeah so Black I'm, Panther I'm gonna, falls I'm, at 11 for me so Black Panther's 11 it's 13 for me right in the middle smack dab in the middle I bet it's number 5 I, I know I know a lot of people are like I, I've seen ranking lists online people put this number 1 and I all get it all the time and I get it, it can, because, we, because we said before it can and, stand alone and mm-hmm. I honestly don't I, I can't fault anybody for putting it there. Yeah. I just, like for me, like I said, character. It's not just not it's your character. favorite character. Yeah, that's no, all. It's just not. Yeah, that's where, T'Challa's never been. Yep, this is where things vary. Yeah. It goes without, I mean, we've said it a couple times already. It's very beautiful. The fight scenes are excellently executed. Michael B. Jordan I, is a megastar in that movie. Yep. So let, let's, 
Now we're now we're getting deep. We're because, almost done though. We only got a few left. Yep, we're getting there. But these are some of the these are some of the thickest movies that we're going to get into. No, but they're not. Two of them are really <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So let's start with Avengers: Infinity War. Is <sighs> just a roller coaster of a movie. I mean, I I wrote it down, and we'll, we'll probably make, we've made a lot of trope comparisons here. But to me, I wrote down this is Marvel's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, for sure. Because there's so there's so much going on in this movie. Immediately, the opening scene in which Thanos kills Heimdall and Loki tells you that we ain't fucking around. And and then handles Hulk like a yeah, like it, it immediately like we, shows we, his power level. For we sure. we we had little little inklings of like who Thanos is and what his motives are and what he's going to be doing. But this is the first time we actually get to see Thanos in the flesh, yeah, destroying and killing people and you you get a little bit more of an idea as the movie goes along like what his motives are and how he plans on executing his plan and how it starts to come together like again I, I can't think of a better analogy than to call it a roller coaster of a movie and i love every minute of it it's number 2 for me for me yeah i i have it at number 2 as well it yeah. could be number 1 for yeah. me i never mentioned this so far you guys know but thanos is Hands down, my favorite comic book villain of all time. He has been for as long as I can remember reading comics. We used to play HeroClix all the time. It's a game involving Marvel little 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 figures from DC and Marvel and other universes. And the amount of times that we would have to tell Dan to stop playing the figure Thanos. <laughs> it's true. Stop playing um, Thanos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did an art project in fifth grade, and it was a Thanos on a cereal box. Yeah. What's he's an interesting he's an interesting character because he really he really believes he's doing what's best for the world. Yeah. Like in his mind, he's just doing what he should do. Mm-hmm. So, like, it gives you a, a weird... His name, his name means death. I, his name does mean death. I wrote down that I know everything I need to know about Thanos five minutes into the movie. You really do. He beats the shit out of Hulk, he kills Loki, and he explains why all in five minutes. Sure. Reading the books and then seeing it come to screen for me... This was the movie, like, I mean, some people, you, I think you would hear them say Endgame would rank a little higher for them. But for me, like, this is where, again, it is Empire. It's 100% Empire. But, I mean, Thanos comes in and just f***s everybody up and, is, and says, I did my job. And from that point, like, like I said, all my childhood dreams were realized in those <laughs> moments. Yeah. And... And then you get the snap. And I was like, oh, shit. And literally, it's hilarious because the kid sitting beside us was crying in the theater next to us. It it was not a kid. It was was a grown-ass man. He was sitting next to you, right? I was sitting in the aisle seat, and right across from me in the other aisle was another grown-ass man who starts crying when Peter starts flaking. Peter go, and he's like, and it's the most heartbreaking part of the whole movie terrible. because because they spent it's, it's because terrible. because Captain America: Civil War and Spider Man: Homecoming really Everything. nail this relationship between Peter Absolutely. and Tony to the part where that's that's the most heartbreaking part of the movie is that Peter 
he starts flaking away in Tony's arms, crying that he doesn't want to go. And this guy, we make fun of I him, mean, but he's like, no, not Spider-Man, not Peter, not Peter. And unless we forget, like, Hawkeye's family. His whole family. Like, gone. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, slow motion. I mean, like, it is, dev- you know, I was in the theater. This is one where, you know, all these dads, you know, usually dads. Bringing their kids to see the movie. You're going to like this. <laughs> the kids did not like the ending of this movie. I mean, I don't think most people didn't expect this to happen. That you're going to kill half the Marvel. Never mind these civilians, but like half the heroes are going to yeah. die. I mean, and and not just like, you well, know. Vision's brutal, even though he's in, not really human. Um, it's brutal. But like the the people like. To me, like the, the I've never been more invested in any minutes of the move of the entire MCU than finding out who's staying and who's going, because some of the people like you know they just fall and disappear, and then you get like the ones where like Peter Quill starts going like what, what's happening to me, and you're like no 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 not not Peter too right they have a few minutes to think about not, not then, Drax oh and then and you then, see and, and then, then you see Rocket Groot. yeah Groot and Rocket's just sitting there like the most heart heartbroken little raccoon. <laughs> And, you know, some really important characters. I mean, Scarlet Witch, while she's holding Vision dead, you know, and then you also have Black Panther, who we just established is like on a major important character. Right. I mean, he he he's the leader of this entire... There was a bunch of gas when he went in and the I, theater, too. And, and I think I think even a little bit of anger at Peter Quill. Like, dude, like, yeah. you freaked out. He He's, he's such a likable character that, I mean... People were it's mad. It's almost your fault. Yeah, because he couldn't. He couldn't wait. Because they're like this. They have. They got his. They got his arm away. They're like they're just about to go. We almost have it. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, you killed. You killed Gamora. <laughs> you jerk, right? And then, yeah, that's um, that's pretty intense. And you're sitting in the theater. No, Peter. No, no. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this the, the only the only problem I have with this problem with this movie and Endgame is that. They're not. You can't. You can't watch these without watching at least some of the other movies. Mm-hmm. You can't. That's fine. This is not a, like it's almost not an. Ad- but these are like end caps. These are these almost aren't even films. They're 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 finishes. They're well. That's the point. It's the call. No, I know yeah, exactly. But I was saying like, but so that this is where. And, and I'm, but but see, that's why these movies rank so high. No, for I understand. Me. Like, understand. I don't have a problem with that. But this is what the public. Gets con- this is like where Scorsese gets confused. He's like, these aren't real films. It's like, but you don't understand. These guys built up. Can't you at least appreciate twenty films building up to this and that being so good and so so sorry so good that you end up with this that you have to do it this way. Who cares if you don't like it? Who cares if you? Can- so there are a lot of the, those kind of people that are saying that stuff. But again, those are the same people that got ragged on for doing. Too many Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. They're like, it would stop making mafia movies because those are just tropes too. But, but see, so, but, but, but see, said, to, to counter your point, that's why I love these movies so much because I sat through a bunch of movies that I didn't like so much so that I could that's fair. get here. No, no, and, and I think that I think your and your point stands. I'm just saying that you you can't you can't put this. Hey, Dad, let's watch this movie. You've never seen anything, right? You, like you like like on, as as much know? as I may not have enjoyed Doctor Strange and it fell so far down on my list. 
you can't watch the end of Infinity War without understanding Doctor Strange's That's, character right, and right. understanding that when he signifies to Tony that there was only one way that this could go and this is the way that it is, you understand like, okay, right. so this well, has you, to happen. And you're not going to yeah, care well, about these people dying is all I'm saying. Like, there's mm-hmm. people that you've invested in. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, some of these movies that we did struggle to make it through, I say struggle because I, like I said, I still, still I literally enjoyed every movie. Right. Yeah. But... It's what's so gratifying and satisfying about those uh, about Infinity War and Endgame, because it's just the finality of it. It, it is so gratifying. It's it so different. gratifying yeah. that you wa- and I invested all that time in watching these movies to get to this point. That's so, what I'm saying, so, yeah. right? Exactly. So it's gratifying to get to the point, and, and the movie not to be. It's shit, it's, to be su- honest it's such an epic conclusion to this it was story that just was done being so told. well. It is. Yeah. I'm not arguing it yet. That's definitely not my argument. <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. So it's number two for me. It's number two for Dan. Where is it number for you, Number four. Dave? Okay. Still really so you made still, you made those arguments and it's still number four for you? Yeah, because well, I, just, I, I no because I just I'm, my argument. It's not so much an argument against it. It's an argument just to make sure that we understand that you, these you can't, two you can't films, deny how good it is. And the, well, these two films are hard to watch without the other ones. The other, many, almost all the other ones will stand on their own. Forgiving a few moments. So anyway, well, that, 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 that's I mean, okay. You, I mean, you shouldn't watch Twenty Two Jump Street without watching Twenty One Jump Street, but that doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Those are both actually funny really funny it's movies. True. Yeah, they're both funny movies, though. But you're right. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's move on. After half the people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe turn to dust. We get Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I remember watching in the theater with you. We went to the comfortable theater. We really did. We, we got the reclining seats. And nachos. And nachos. And we get Walton Goggins, who you know is one of my favorite actors He's on the so planet. He's so great. I love that guy so much. I mean, I, I kind of wish they did more with him, but I'm not disappointed. To me, this is kind of a forgettable movie. And the only reason I say that is because it's one of the few that I didn't get a chance to give myself a rewatch prior to. Having said that, there's a lot that I remember about the movie that is so good. Yeah. All all of the all the quantum realm stuff is great. Wonderful. Bringing Michelle Pfeiffer in was Michelle Pfeiffer. She's Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> it's so such good. a great choice. Yeah. It made me love Evangeline Lilly more as you Wasp. And Wasp. And mm-hmm. I've been wanting Wasp. I was an Avengers fan. I've been wanting Wasp all 23 the, films. The, so we finally right, get Wasp. For, for sure. The, the woman that played Ghost was, I thought she was really captivating. Again, it, it, cool. And they gave you some cool new characters. I mm-hmm. like, yeah, Ghost is cool. Yeah. Yep. Got Larry Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Fishburne. You get Morpheus in this movie. <laughs> I, um, I actually that. love this movie, guys. I've seen this um, about as many times as I've seen Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Um, again, Paul Rudd. Fan of Paul Rudd, yep. yeah. Fan of Paul Rudd. Uh, and this is one of those movies where like, you're sitting around just kind of doing something. You can throw it on in the background, and you'll look up, and you'll laugh about three that's, quarters of the movie. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. um, And again, uh, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. His, I mean, to, to his, me, his rant in this one is better than in the first one. Oh, it, it totally is. And I think that's because it went over so well in the first one that they made it as good, made yeah, it good yeah. for the second one. Yeah. Yeah. I just that's really, this, this, and again, this is another movie that you could take your girlfriend to. Yeah. She would really yeah. enjoy it. It has a lot of interaction with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it, the, yep. you know, the ants are kind of cool. He had the one playing the drums at his house because <laughs> yeah. he's on house Fun arrest. Stuff. All this really good stuff. And, uh, 
just the whole movie is pretty satisfying to watch. Uh, it's not the best movie of all time, but yeah. it ranks pretty high for me. I mean, I have it at nine. It's in the top ten for me because I've watched it so many times. I just really love it. Where this kind of falls a little bit for me, and it falls in at number 15 on my list, so it's just below halfway, is kind of what I said about Doctor Strange. You know, we just got all of these events that took place during a, Infinity it's a War. Bit, a bit of a letdown. And, and not, not a letdown, but like the, after... Like, this was an intentional palate cleanser after ripping your heart out. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, it, 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 well, it, it it's is. It's a minor sure. little film. Like, yeah. And it has to be the setup for Endgame. Yeah. For sure. Because and, you and have it, to get but, but it's essential. the quantum realm. Right. Yeah, but it's essential because... It's essential, yeah. yeah. So so I, I, I get it. I have it at, I have it at low at 19. Okay. But I, but again, I, I don't hate... Again, I like these movies. So mm-hmm. it's, I still enjoy it. And I would watch it again. So it's not, you know... It's not Thor 2. <laughs> right. It's definitely not. <laughs> so pretty, pretty mediocre film coming off of one of the best ones they ever made. Safe to say. Meh, I still love it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, no. In, in comparison to Infinity War, it's just yeah, the feeling. Yeah, it's just a different because it's it's they a, had it's to a do date it. Movie I really do to, think you're right there. They had to make this film. It's uh, like they had to. a feel good popcorn flick. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, we saw Braveheart last week. Can we go see like you know an Adam Sandler movie? And then, then you know, and then the cutscene. He shows up at the Avengers headquarters. Mm-hmm. Is like, hey guys, hey remember guys, I'm me? Scott. Scott Lang here. Nope. I was Ant. I was Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Three left. We got three left. And we're going to start with another origin story, our last one that we get in the MCU for the first three phases, and that's 2019's Captain Marvel. I remember seeing this movie in the theater and being more excited to see it now than I am to talk about it now. Because upon rewatching it... <laughs> Fair enough. Upon rewatching it, and, and I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from the movie itself, but like, it almost seems like the entire movie is a trope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like it almost seems like they got a, a panel of people in a room and said, what kind of feminist positive spins can we put on this from the time period that we want to tell it in? Oh, let's get a garbage song and a whole song and a no doubt song. Like, let's pick the three most notable songs from the 90s that had female lead singers and throw them in there. Mm. All and, well, and, from, and, let's, from, and let's let her wear a nine inch nail shirt. Right. Well, for me, like I think the biggest thing about Captain Marvel is well, I don't, I don't hate Brie Larson, mm-hmm. but I don't love the casting either. And I know a lot of people have issues with her. Um, I, but, I like, I liked her. She was good in Twenty One Jump Street. She was good in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, she's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? She's like, you, you know what the thing was for me, and I, and, and it I, felt like she didn't really care about the role that much. I, and if you if you watch the videos of her training for the role, though, I'm t- I'm saying her performance in the in the yeah. film did, it seemed a little flat in points. But for me, like the so only reason I love the reason I like mm-hmm. this movie so much is strictly for Sam Jackson. You get a whole movie with yeah. young Nick Fury, and, and you get to find out why his eye got scratched. I, I think that yeah, yes. that's true. I, I think that what Dan's saying true. Like it, it almost felt like after the movie was shot and on the press junkets, she cared more about it than. While she was shooting it? Right. Like, I'm not saying this disparagingly, because I do like Brie Larson. Maybe not the best actor, but I think she's good enough to have played Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what kind of what kind of made me take a step back here was it, it was almost as if she took this role so that she could to put in a, a position to push her pro-feminist agenda, and, which is not what this movie was supposed right. to be so, on paper. 
you're not wrong. I think there's a, there's a point there. But so I I really did my best uh, this movie more than any of the others to approach it differently. And I I, I went through on my list. And I had this like at 22 or 21. It's, I end, it's 22 on mine. I ended up with a 17. Okay. Okay. Partly because Bingo. okay. <laughs> well, part for me partly because I have I love Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. She paid for some of my house. Like I was on Miss, Mar- <laughs> I worked on Miss Marvel for. Awesome. Yeah, she's a great character. Now, Brie Larson is not the best Miss Miss Marvel. Okay, yeah, she's supposed to be Miss Marvel. They changed to Captain Marvel. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. They're apparently going to fix or go back and change some of that stuff in the new one. Okay, well, you would think that we need to with She Hulk because they right. are they have a lot of interaction, right, interaction, and and there's other stuff going on there too. Like Miss Marvel, it involves Rogue. Uh, yeah. There's a big. There's other things. We, we that, talked about that. In yeah. The there's X-Men other episode. things that like that, that she's supposed to be involved with. So yeah, because because with the exception of like Scarlet Witch, she's right up there with one of the most powerful Avengers. She is. And and now to be fair, if this is my pr- almost problem with this movie is that look when she shows up and well we could talk about it in Endgame, but like in this movie she shows at the very end like when you know Sam Jackson or the Scroll or whoever is supposed to yeah. be like that pushes her. her dude, the, she's like she's a planet destroyer. She's mm-hmm. insane. Right. She's, and when you don't get to see it in that movie, you only get to see it in that one little sequence in Endgame. In Endgame, mm-hmm. she comes in and destroys like the Death the Star. The ship. Right? Like it might as well be like they, well, their, their Death Star like it's hanging out, out, out in orbit. And they're like, oh my gosh. It goes. Yeah, like to be fair, like again, if it wasn't for Peter Quill, she would have been the one who got the gauntlet off because she's that strong. Like, you know? I, like I don't know whose idea it was, whether it was Brie Larson herself or if it was the writers or if it was the studio, it almost seems like they kind of went into this, somebody went into this with the mentality of, hey, you know the thing we just did for Black Panther? Let's do that for women now. Yeah, no, I know, I don't. And so I, I tried to approach that like w- without that in mind. Like, so I, I did my list and I asked Emily, my daughter, and I was like, what do you think? And so she had ranked it a lot higher. So I'm like, okay, and she's she's good. She's not... Ignorant and you know, and dissecting movies. Okay, mm-hmm. and so for her, I try to put you know that point of view of a young girl who doesn't read that Brie Larson's out there on these press junkets. And if you watch some of those things, the other Avengers hate her. Like the other actors, like they are sick of her. I mean, that could be just the stuff I'm seeing, mm-hmm. but like they have they have shots of her next to each other actor, and they're all like rolling their eyes at her because she just won't shut up about. Some of her stuff, but Emily didn't know that. So Emily, Emily goes by what she sees on the screen. She's not worried about what Brie Larson did in the press yesterday. Mm-hmm. So try to, so try to go from a point of view. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Again, this suffers similar to from not suffers, but similar to Ragnarok. There's two stories going on because you've got the secret scrolls. Mm-hmm. There's like a secret war invasion going on. Which Marvel did as well, but they don't do it very as good. Like the comic was much better mm-hmm. and having the scrolls come to Earth. Well, and we also know that this takes place at a much earlier timeline than yeah. everything else that we already and, know and happens. We almost were waiting for like the Fantastic Four to show this. I think it's 90, like, 1995. It's, it's in the early 90s, 90s. Yeah. So like it's got so that all those retro things are fun. There's some fun jokes. So like, oh, look, it's the 90s. You know, like, like it, it almost, look, a part of a phone. Right. Look, Sam Jackson's young. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, his eye isn't. And, and, and there's this cool, weird cat. You know, so yeah. there's some cool nods in the comics I enjoyed. So I I put it higher because I just like care. I love the character more. Mm-hmm. And I went at it doing my best to ignore social media. Like, 
just ranking it as a movie and not Brie Larson at all. Mm-hmm. You know what and, I mean? And where did you have it again? I have it at, um, it's still low, 17. Okay. But that's higher than, I mean, that still beats out a few movies. Mm-hmm. So. I, I had it at 22, only better than The Dark World. But okay. th- But that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the movie. Right, well, again, we all we enjoyed most of these. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's, it's to me like, I would almost rather watch any other Marvel movie than this one. Well, chronologically... You watch Captain America, yeah, and then you watch this. Captain Marvel. So that's what we did, mm-hmm. and I, I, I enjoyed the rewatch. I really did. I was like, "This is, this is not as bad as people say it is," you know, that kind of thing. So, but, so you when know. you have her watch the Star Wars movies, you're going to start with Phantom Menace. No, because I'm. I don't. I, those movies, those first three, don't exist. <laughs> They, they can just be right out of existence. No, because I don't like politics for 30 minutes. <laughs> Dan, where was this for you? Same, 17. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about it. We've really okay. covered it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So this beast of a movie. So we got two movies left, but this is really the culmination. Talking about Avengers Endgame. So many good spots. This is my number one. It could be. There, now, I, I understand why. Go, going back to what I said before, I don't think like I don't think this is the best one. Right. But right. to me, this is my favorite it's, it's one. It's so satisfying. Everything about like you start the freaking movie tearing up. You mm-hmm. think like Tony is literally. And it's been like what's been like a year or two since we like we would know what's going blip, on, and we're all going to the movie theaters, and it, the it blip. just starts off with Tony in that just by himself or hanging running out, out of oxygen. It was Nakamura hanging out with um. It's, isn't he hanging, Nebula? He's hanging out with Nebula, and they're just this, Nakamura. <laughs> well, Nebula, Nebula. Oh, I thought you meant like Shinsuke Nakamura. The no, 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 no. I'm saying he's hanging out with not, not Gamora, but he's <laughs> Nebula, who's another really cool character, by the way, which we really didn't touch on. Tragic, tragic character. Oh yeah. And so we get. I, I like she, her. She's one of the most terrorized characters in all of the movies. She really is. It's, I actually like. I like her role in this. Because I, she, I love you, the actress you know, too. Yeah, she, she used to play she, Amy Pond in Doctor in Who. Doctor Who. That's mm-hmm. right. She's great. So I, I thought Nebula. And she's great in the this. Jumanji movies. Yeah, really good in them that's right. too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Good, surprisingly good action star. Yeah, yeah good yeah. stuff. And so yeah, I, this movie's great. I mean, whatever. The 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 reason this comes in at number one for me is because this was the. The one movie in the MCU that tapped into my emotions more than any other movie. Okay. When when Cap gets to hold Mjolnir for the first time, that is a fuck yes moment. For, for all of us, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. When when everybody starts coming back from you, you're, the blip. You're, you're bawling. You better be you're, crying. You're, 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 you're be crying and, happy. To, and then Cap's, Tears of joy. <laughs> and then we finally get to hear Cap say Avengers he Assemble. Gets the whole, whole sentence out. And... He's standing amongst like 80 Avengers. It's mm-hmm. so great, you know? And, it's and so I good. like how, because obviously the Thanos that did the snap is dead, got mm-hmm. beheaded. So this is 2014 mad Titan Thanos mm-hmm. coming for him. Yes, like, it is. In his most. Like, right. No, that's a good point. Insane he has frame calm, of mind. He has to calm well, down a little bit. And, right, right. and yeah. because they decide to use the time stone as a means to fix all the problems that happened, you get all of these great callbacks to these great and moments in the fi- movies. And they fixed a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. They did. And, you get, and now all of a sudden you have 2000, what, nine Loki? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, get, and you get 2009 Gamora. Who doesn't isn't in love with Peter Quill? Right, which so is a good, a good a good turn because mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. It, I guarantee that that's going to be a focal point of the next Guardians of the Galaxy Loving, movie. Yeah, that and the power struggle between Thor and Peter. 
Of course you're in charge. But it's the last time, presumably, that we're going to see a lot of these characters that we've seen for 10 plus years play these characters. Yep. That's why yeah, I have I mean, lower. the Steve Rogers send-off is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. Looking um, like Joe Biden on that bench. Tony getting I, his, you know, Tony, I don't think I will, Tony Jack. At the end, so good. Yeah. He gets his dance. He does. Tony gets his, Tony gets the, the send off that his death was building since Iron Man 1. I mean, you, even, I even, even in Age of Ultron, when Scarlet Witch shows up for the first time and you get to see his deepest, darkest fear, and that's everybody died around him, and he got to be the one that makes sure that that did not happen. This is. A- the only problem I have with the problem I have with this movie. Don't even start with me, Dave. The problem I have is that it's no more of a personal thing. Why has like, it got to be a problem? It's that because it, it, me, me personally, it made me now. I'm, I'm the the Marvel TV shows have really made me a believer. Okay, but I'm like, I'm not gonna like this universe now. Like we're done. Where we have next Eternals. Like everything else afterwards, I'm like, who cares? I don't. I, you, Tony's dead. Steve is gone. So, so wait Guardians Three, brother. I know. I, so, I, so you're saying that because this movie has such a climactic ending for so many of our beloved characters, that that makes you not love it? Yes, because I'm a comp. Because I'm, I'm working on Superman today, right? I worked on Superman today. Mm-hmm. Dude, Superman's been in print for like 70, 80 years. Yeah, but I mean... And some, they've killed him like three or four times. I was I was literally just going to say, how many times have these characters been killed in these comics? You are not going to see... Now, you might... Granted, I, they're going to have to throw a lot of money. Cause they want Chris Evans to appear again. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to, he is supposed to appear again. Apparently, he's interested too. Right. But you're, I don't think you're going to get Tony Stark ever again. I want you to understand like that That to me as a... Again, this is just me, right? As mm-hmm. a comic book fan, I'm like, damn it. That's the whole point of comics is that they I, I never think, end. I think that's one of the reasons why Iron Man 3 falls so low on my list is knowing now it's the last solo Iron Man movie we're ever going to get with Robert Downey Jr. And so, it, again, like, it's awesome. It, it, everything you guys are saying, I'm 100%. Like, it's, it's number seven for me, but it's only it's seven before that reason. It's only because I'm so – it saddens me. So, it, almost. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is it. And Black, and Black – I love Black Widow and then – you See, I, I thought that you were going to bring up like the moment in which, like, during some of the fight scenes, we truly get to see how powerless some of these Avengers truly are. Because, like, I, I can't remember which podcast we talked about in which you alluded to it, in which you get like this really great scene with all the badass women from the Avengers showing up, and really, right. there's only two that mean anything. Right. There's part of that, but I don't mind that because it then it highlights how strong Thanos and his four horsemen, or whatever they're called. I mean, those guys, at that point, you hate them so much. The other thing I wanted to say is that, and this is not a knock, but there's not many movies, we'll go back, I'll call it a movie, we'll call this one and two, though, okay? because it's a two-parter, right? You can name a few that the bad guy is the protagonist of the story, because no one else's arc changes. Like, no one goes on a journey. Thanos does. So he literally Well, goes, Natasha does. But she, but it's like this—the most character development we get in all, right? Then they they kill her. But like, but she doesn't change, and like, Thanos changes. Like he actually has—he goes on the hero's journey mm-hmm. and, and through both movies. So it's interesting because both people try to make heads or tails of his movies. Like they're not used to having the antagonist or what they—they th- they always think the protagonist is good, antagonist bad. 
doesn't mean that. It just well, means, they're also not used to seeing the bad guy win. That, well, that's what I'm saying. So they're the protagonist and, or the bad guy be the protagonist. Like, it's usually not about the bad guy, but in this one, it really is. That's a good thing. That, that's what I like about it. So, yeah, for me, it's just because it's the culmination, like, then the, the payoff, you know. Culmination. The culmination, you know. And then it just, it's just, it's a, nothing can be as good afterwards now kind of thing for me. But see, see but, but, we'll but see. to me, but to me, that's what makes it number one because it's nothing's going to be better than this. But then they're going to keep throwing stuff again. But my problem is they're going to keep throwing stuff against the wall that we're supposed to like, but it's not ever going to come close to that. But we get Scarlet Witch was gave me hope for something different. I think you know, and then, I my hopes for MCU because the walls have been broken down to start adding X Men and things like that back in. I believe that that's the way they can keep it moving. They got to add this stuff. Yes, in. I, my my only fear. Well, well be, before before we go down that rabbit hole, I want to finish up on Endgame and briefly touch on the last movie. Cause and, we and, yeah, cause, we've already, we can, we've already covered it anyway. Well, did we even say this was my? Th- uh, I, I was. I you I hadn't had much to say about this yet. I wanted to get to you. Sure, I have this at uh, number three. Okay, behind Guardians and Infinity War. It's interesting because I have them kind of flipped. But I couldn't remove Endgame and Infinity War from each other. For me, like it's just a, it's it's two parter. Yeah. So not unlike whenever we actually rank Tarantino's, like for me, I can't separate Kill Bill one and two. It's the same movie. That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, that's, for me, this analogy. Infinity War and Endgame is just a continuation of the story. Like they they could easily have been a five hour movie, you know, and been one movie. And we would it's, have seen it, and I would have yep. sat through it. <laughs> um, just. Holding my pee uh, <laughs> forever. Well, they do have large drink cups now. Um, but Pe- no, Peach couldn't have handled it. No. She couldn't have waited that long. No, she'd have gone to the bathroom 14 times. Mm. And to bed. <laughs> Possibly to bed. We're getting a little delirious now because no. we're coming up on hour number three. All right. But holy, yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it again. Thanos has just been my favorite villain forever. And it was a, a great ending to... It is. I mean, that, it's not quite the ending. It's that, but it's that's really why, is the that's ending. why it'll be number one for me because yeah. it'll be the one Marvel movie that I will never get tired of watching, and I did not care that it was three hours long. Okay, it's America's ass. I would say I really enjoyed what well, we didn't touch it. Ronan, when um, Hawkeye turns to Ronan there for a minute, it's really good. Yeah, and, 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 and bring, why wouldn't you? You would think he would because his whole family was gone. Nuts. He, just, he just goes nuts. And he's killing I, everyone. I'm just going to kill everybody. It's and and bringing so good. <laughs> <laughs> and and bringing what's his name back as the keeper of the soul stone, um, Red Skull. Red Skull, Skull is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that they did not ignore that. Yeah, he should still exist. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, they listen. Just because I have it seven doesn't mean it's not great. It's freaking amazing. It also does not mean that you are right. So let's go on to the last. <laughs> let's go on to the last. That's movie, right. <laughs> which we can easily breeze through because it's Spider Man Far From Home. It's kind of like the epilogue of this whole first three phases of the MCU. Again, refer back to the Spider-Man episode yep. that we talked about where we already broke down this movie. I will say that I like this movie much more now than I did when we did the Spider-Man movie. Because, Dave, wasn't it your number one for all it's the Spider-Man? Very, yeah, it is. Be- and I still have it higher than, than Homecoming. It's number. Yeah. T- I have it at 10. I had Homecoming at 12. So I, I had Homecoming at 7, and I have Far From Home at 12. Okay. And so I have Homecoming at 12 and Far From Home at 15. 
Okay. okay. And like I said, my, my bumps are because of how much I yeah, love no, Spider-Man. No, absolutely. And, yeah. and I'm really excited, and we'll close our discussion here by talking about the future of the, the, the franchise, I guess, or the universe, so to speak. Because in Phase 4, as we're recording this right now, we've already gotten some Disney Plus shows. We've gotten WandaVision, which was awesome. Awesome. We, we'll break that down eventually when we talk about Phase 4. We got Loki, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard great awesome. things. Very enjoyable. Captain America. Really or, I'm sorry. Winter Soldier, Win- Falcon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I thought was... I liked it, but I didn't like the fact... You know what? I'm not going to even go there. I'm going to save it. it. It's it's good. Check it out. Definitely good. We we finally got Black Widow. Baron Zemo. Come Baron Zemo. <laughs> we, we, we got Black Widow. We, we got the most recent one. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Master of Kung Fu. And and we already know that within the next like year or so, we're getting the next Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse, which I am really freaking am, excited, excited for. That, Me yeah. too. I, uh, I, think I think we're getting the, Eternals, Eternals as well. As well yeah. we're, we're getting Eternals so as well. So Celestials, right, Dave? And then yeah. I, I believe next year we're getting the next Doctor Strange movie in the Multiverse of Madness. I'm freaking pumped for that. I'm pumped for that too. Like I said, going back to what I said about Doctor Strange not being that big of a fan of either Benedict Cumberbatch or the character itself prior to going, I'm fully invested now, no, and I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know what happens. So, so my only fear with this stuff, and I'll just make a, a personal note, would be is it you know, and I don't want to would be is it's just is politics, and, and I mean like politics within the, within the music and music within the movie and comic book world of like Black Widow loses her, like you know they do all that stuff to her. And Disney makes so much money by putting it on Plus instead of giving her money. And so they fire her. And Disney, literally DC's over there like, hey, Scarlet, come on over here. Well, so they, they didn't really fire her. They just said, we're not going to use you oh, anymore. But they were going to bring her back. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. This is what bums me out so much. Like, they, they were going to make her death. They were going to somehow bring her back, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But that that's fine. Whatever. That happens in real life. Right. But then the Russo brothers, who... Directed some of these well these movies and did a really good job. That pisses them off. Mm-hmm. So then they want to jump over to DC. DC well, and, and then we had the same problem with James Gunn too. Because James Gunn, he, he, which, he who already did, which they, the, the they squad. Well, right. they they tried to make him a victim of cancel culture thing due to some very insensitive right. tweets he had ten years ago. So they fired him from from Guardians three, which made the entire cast go in turmoil. Dave Batista won nothing that's to do with that movie re, without that's James why they're going to recast Drax. No, no, he, well, I mean, eventually, right, right. Well, so so James Gunn left and then went to DC and did Suicide Squad. But then the, the whole negative PR surrounding his name subsided to the point where now he's back doing Guardians. Three, Understood, and but the damage has kind of already been done to where some like Dave well, the Bastista did his own damage well, he, while that was happening. Well, he, I mean, James Gunn straight up said Marvel gave me Kate Blanchett. That's a Twenty One Jump Street and Thor Ragnarok reference. <laughs> gave me Kate Blanchett to say I can kill Guardians if I want to in this movie, right? And right. and I I I believe he's going to do it. He least one, yeah. Drax has different versions too, so we might. Who knows? But and it may not even be Dave Batista. So I'm just saying, like the, the the worst thing that could happen is that we did public sp- image on Chris Pratt's really w- soured. Well, it did, but again, these these guys open their mouth and they mm-hmm. you got to be careful. You either want a career or you don't. Yeah, you know? well, they have to do something with Drax because. And here's where I actually don't see the problem with them killing Drax off if they go that route because in the comic book. He's Drax the Destroyer. His one job, 
is to kill right. Thanos. <laughs> he never accomplished that feat. Right. Mm-hmm. He has no purpose in life now. Like no, I'm talking about point. the comic book character. No, no, you're, right. you're right. He's a little bit different in the movies. The, but not the first movie. The first movie that he was very about much Drax, like, about, yeah. about Thanos. Yeah. Like, because so, even after they destroyed Ronan, he was like, that's not, that wasn't even my primary right. objective. So if they don't kill him off, here's what the, they had not actually had this issue. They didn't have this issue in the comic books because in Annihilation, which I had spoke about, mm-hmm. Drax kills Thanos. Right. He sticks him right through the heart with his knives. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally kills well, well, him and dead. That, and that was one of my problems with Guardians 2 was I feel like we're, we don't see Drax the Destroyer. Right. Yeah, you never never really do. That's, yeah, they, yeah, they change it. Number two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, my, my thing would just be like, but the biggest thing though was that we said from the very beginning, their first statement or so was that, you know, it was really one guy, Kevin Feige or Fage. I'm not sure how to pronounce his yeah, name. I think it's Fage, yeah. I think it's Feige. I'm not sure. <laughs> but he's now thinking, and if they lose him, he's the man. He's the yeah. man that does, that has the board, that has all the stuff on it and has done everything the proper way and released things the right way. So he, He's the Stan Lee they of need the to, studio. They need to calm down. They actually had to take Ike Perlmutter, the owner of Marvel, and put him in a corner and be like, you shut up. You can't leave, leave him alone. Because he was bothering him so much about woke stuff. Because Perlmutter is complete, like hard right wing. So they go, oh, well, we're going to take some of the, all this stuff out, you know. And there's other stuff going on. Like there was going to be a squirrel b- girl mm-hmm. thing that came out. I think you guys read that. They canceled it because it's so gay. Mm-hmm. Like they actually said, this is the gayest thing we've ever wrote. We cannot release this. Like now I want to see it. Like how gay is it? <laughs> like, you know, it's ridiculous. But. Some of that stuff is invading, I don't know, for good, for bad. You know, sometimes it's for good. We'll see what happens. So my my worry almost is with regular people messing stuff up. <laughs> so Dave's a pessimist. Dave, uh, Dan, where are you at? <laughs> What's the question? With with with, uh, with, with with the future of the universe. No, um, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I mean, I like all types of stories. I mean... Whether this next phase will be live up to the hype of the first phase, I mean, the, the you know the collection of movies we just got through, doubtful, but you never know. I mean, I'm I'm gonna always be a kid at heart. I love I love this shit so much. I'm gonna see every one of these stupid yeah, movies. That doesn't mean I won't see them. Um, <laughs> That's true. So I hope they're good. I mean, and. They have the potential to be great. The stuff, and I'm the really st- looking for, Gar- I'm like I said, as long we got Guardians 3 with Thor in it, that movie's going to kill. The, the stuff we've seen from Phase 4 right now makes me optimistic. I mean, not everything. Black Widow was actually really good. I, enjoy- I liked Black Widow. I really. That, I, that's what I'm saying. Ed Hopper to, as. Uh, I wanted to rank that on here, but I, I really enjoyed Black Widow. And so well, you're, you're right. So like I, I'm willing to give it a chance. Don't So I'm, I am a pessimist. I am yeah. definitely. Concerned, but I'm, I'm. I'll totally give it a chance. So what you're saying is you won't just yell at the clouds for the you're sake pessimistic- of yelling, pessimistically optimistic. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. How low can you go? That's what we're playing. Death row. Really. <laughs> 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 guys. Again. Guys, before we completely lose everyone, I just want to thank you. Hours later. For good and bad, for making this a very enjoyable thought-provoking, and always entertaining discussion. I always love having you guys on. It's among my favorite get-togethers that we do. Fab 3! Rock Fab, and roll! Fab 3 and the hizzy, as as people said uh, in Captain Marvel, I think. 
But I, I really enjoy your guys' opinions. I really love the perspectives in which you come into with this. And I, I love you guys and the fact that we can agree to disagree, but still love it. I agree. Yeah, man. I agree to disagree. I'm actually pretty excited to give I, somebody something, too. And, yes. And, and, for, and for those, for those of you... Exciting. I'll get to that in the outro. But for those of you... <laughs> who had beef for not being included in this discussion, first of all, we're almost three hours in. How much more do you want? It would have been another person just adding another Mm -hmm. 10 minutes per movie. And and second, (laughs) I hope that because of how qualified you felt you are to take part in the discussion, that you enjoyed the discussion that we had here. And we want to hear from you. Like, this isn't just some shill to get you to follow me on my social media pages at Ian Strong Words or to email me at strongwordspodcast@gmail.com. We want you to give us your lists. Yeah, we want to know how you compare. We want to know who you agreed with, yeah. who you disagreed with, and why. And I'll tell you right after I play a little bit of music. I hope that you enjoyed this Fab 3 episode. It's one of my favorites that we've ever done. And again, I'd like to thank Dave and Dan for their time, their insight, passion, and coming on the show to share their thoughts and opinions with me. And don't forget, we want to hear from you too. Don't forget to send us your ranking list of all 23 movies. Feel free to include some thoughts of your own to strongwordspodcast at gmail.com or to one of my social media pages at Ian Strongwords by this Friday, October 14th, for your chance to win a large-sized Thanos Funko Pop vinyl bobblehead figure. I'll draw one of your lists at random this weekend, and I'll notify you if you've won this awesome piece of Marvel memorabilia. I Actually, I think I'm going to check with Dan to see if I can enter myself in this, but I already know what he's going to say. So don't forget to do that by this Friday, as well as, if you haven't already, like, follow, or subscribe so you never miss an episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. And if you're listening to me right now on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a rating and review after the episode because it'll really help going towards getting a huge future guest that I'm working on getting. And if you've done all that, share my social media posts so as many people as possible can see them. It's truly the best way to spread the strong words and support the show. So that'll do it for another episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. Come back next week as my monthly special bonus edition airs a new volume of Shot Glass Diaries. But in the meantime, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong. Strong words!